Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Nuggets is covered in buckets, and what we coming with. Others in love with the drug, and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to 48 Minutes, episode 32. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and joining me this week is, before he leaves for Osaka, Japan, Sean Mackey. Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. Going go, going to the land of the international dateline, I hear. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sift through uh, some record stores there in Japan, get all those Japanese imports. Oh, of course. You're going to walk over with a bunch of like photo discs of New Wave albums. I, I have this feeling I'm gonna go over there and start like digging through through record stores and it's gonna be like imported from the US albums that are only popular <laughs> there and I'm gonna be like, damn it! It's like I've already have Fleetwood Max rumors. I, I I was like, I gotta I gotta have one with the with the label on the side, you know. Oh yeah. So I you know, but I that's that's probably what's gonna happen. I just I have this I have this feeling that's gonna happen, but I'm I'm excited and I'm I'm terrified because I've never been on a uh, flight that's uh, as long as the one I'm going to take. What is that like twenty twenty plus hours? Uh, oh. it's about. I, well, I'm taking I'm taking a flight from Cincinnati to uh, Toronto, and we're going from Toronto to to Tokyo, and that is a twelve or thirteen hour flight. Oh, that that wow. It's Trump? it's a it's a yeah. whole day of travel. Absolutely, yeah, and a whole day back. So I am, uh, I'm, yeah. That's gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna be on the show next week. So now I've I once read Tokyo looks like how Blade Runner portrays L.A. without the flying cars. So I'm gonna need you to confirm or deny that for me. I I will. I will send many pictures. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> And if you know, I see Harrison Ford in a duster eating some noodles someplace. I'll uh, I'll photograph that as well. <laughs> you just gonna come back like everybody had light up umbrellas. <laughs> you still have yours? Yeah, the batteries are dead, so sometimes I kind of refuse to use it. So I uh, I I wish they still sold those because I thought that was like the coolest thing that uh, who sold that was it? It was a uh, Think Geek. Think Geek, yes. What a wonderful, what a wonderful toy to have. Yeah, I well, <laughs> so it was raining. This is probably this is like a three year old story. It was raining one day, and and my wife was like, "Hey, don't forget your umbrella." And I said, "No, I don't want to take it. It doesn't light up anymore." <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> she goes, but it still works, right? I'm like, as an umbrella, yes. And she goes, "What more do you want it for?" I'm like, "I'm like Blade Runner." <laughs> I don't feel like Harrison Ford at all. What's the point of a Blade Runner umbrella if it doesn't light up and it's just a regular umbrella? I, I completely agree with that. Because we're insane. I know, I know. I could see my mother really, like, like embracing an umbrella like that. For one, she's a huge Blade Runner fan. And and two, I could just see her walking around as a crazy old lady, you know, oh, man. dragging that around. My uh, on a date, my dad took my mom to go see Blade Runner. I think you've heard this story. I, I did, yeah, and she fell asleep. Yes, yes. Every every time I've tried to show someone Blade Runner, they too have fallen asleep. It's it's not yeah I I you know and it's a it's a great movie if you can get through it. it have, yeah, it's a I great noir movie. Have you seen the new one? No. 
neither have I. I, I I'm on the fence. I've heard really good things about it, but I just I just don't know if I want to ruin Blade Runner for me. I I've heard not a bad thing about it, and it's one of those things where like I'll get to it, but I also have to kind of find the time to myself to do it because I also think I would like to watch Blade Runner again. And I don't know which iteration of Blade Runner I need to watch, whether it's the the work print or the super secret director's cut or the director's cut with the different audio track. There's like seven versions of Blade Runner. And it's it is like the it was like the most released movie on home video at one point. I mean, I know it was it was one of the first DVDs that came out. It it's ridiculous that I have like a five disc collection of Blade Runner and they're all yes. different cuts of the movie. Yes, yes. I, I have the same one I believe and it's uh it's it's actually ridiculous. Like how many cuts there are and you know, I and if I showed that movie to my wife, I don't think she'd make it fifteen minutes into it without passing out. <laughs> she, so. she might make it twenty in before she divorces you. <laughs> <laughs> so Alright, well this is forty eight minutes it does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes, go. To 48minutesnetwork.com where you can check out all the goodies and fun things we have waiting for you there as well as getting caught up on any backlog episodes you may have missed if this is your first time listening thank you for joining us and be sure if you like it to leave us a review subscribe to us like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram and all the other things we need to do to validate our existence tim as you can tell is not with us he is currently covering xavier university's home finale against providence university of providence I almost said Providence University, and I feel like someone in Rhode Island would probably get mad at me for no reason for that. So uh, be sure to be on the lookout for that, a uh, little follow-up about that as uh, the college season starts to wind down and we head into tourney time. But that is not the only season to be winding down because it is the <clears throat> best time of the year, in my opinion, for the NBA. As, as we're now past the All-Star Weekend hangover, we can move in to waiver wire season and tank season. <laughs> Real exciting, folks. <laughs> where the top 15 teams are trying to get better and the bottom 15 teams are trying to get worse. That's that's really how it is right now. I mean, it's, it's... Well, it, it helps, too, because the, the standings, especially out west right now, are so crowded and so packed uh, after you get past Houston and Golden State. Like, it's... Let me let me pull these up real fast. I, I should have gotten this beforehand, but uh, currently in the West. Yeah, I mean it's only it's only like a three three game race between the, a little the three longer. and so the Minnesota eight seed. Currently is the three seed at thirty eight and twenty six, eleven games out of first. That's fine. However, Denver <clears throat> is thirty three and twenty eight, just at the nine at the nine seed, which is just outside the playoffs, at fourteen and a half games back out of first. So between the number three. And the number nine seed in the West, there are three and a half games separating the teams. It's incredible. It's uh, yeah, it's stunning. I, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. You know, I I wish the Lakers would have won a few of those close ones at the beginning of the season, um, just because I I would love for them to get into the playoffs. I think it would be really fun to see them get just mopped all over the place by the Rockets. But I think <laughs> I. I I, I've I've been really impressed with them as of late. I've I've kind of gushed about them like off and on through. They're my favorite garbage team right now. Sure. I mean, they're seven and three in the last ten, and Brandon Ingram is just playing out of his freaking mind right now. 
So and it, so is Kyle Kuzma still. I mean, I mean they're just they're a fun team. But think about this: the Rockets and the Warriors, man. There is a eleven game difference between yeah. the top two teams and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. That's amazing. I, it, it's, I, I always harp on the have-have-nots in the NBA, and the Western Conference is pretty evident of it, at least with the, with the S-tier, you know, the God-tier teams. But uh, on the flip side of that, there are only roughly two and a half games separating Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando, Atlanta, Sacramento, Memphis, and Phoenix, and Dallas from the number one pick in the draft. Tank-off has begun. Oh my God, has it ever. Who who's gonna win this this tank off? Ah, oh, that is hard to tell, especially when Chicago and Brooklyn play, and it's literally just all garbage minutes. <laughs> yes, the whole the but, whole game is garbage minutes. Uh, I mean, we've got. Uh, I think it's going to be harder for Dallas now because, uh, as we have in an article that's on Bleacher Report here, Adam Silver sent a memo uh, to uh, Mark Cuban and made public about public comments for tanking where Cuban received a $600,000 fine from the NBA. Uh, Cuban appeared on uh, a podcast with Dr. J and said, quote, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but like, I just had dinner with a bunch of our guys the other night, and here we are, you know, we weren't competing for the playoffs. I was like, look, losing is our best option. Adam would hate hearing that, but I at least sat down and I explained it to them. And I explained what our plans were going to be this summer, that we're not going to tank again. This was like a year and a half tanking, and that was too brutal for me. But being transparent, I think that's the key to being kind of a player's owner and having stability. End I mean, quote. I mean, I mean, props for to Mark Cuban for kind of admitting it sure but it's really fucking stupid to do it on a public podcast yeah it, it was it was but you know what he doesn't care he knew he was gonna get fined yeah but i mean he, he knew it was gonna happen six, was, 600k I mean, is a hefty fine for for public comments made in front of dr j it is <laughs> it is it is you i know? mean if if that was dr j getting that six hundred thousand taken out that would you know he would be bankrupt so <laughs> <laughs> at, I mean, at, at least at least you know, Garpax and Reinsdorf have have the class to say that they're you know evaluating their younger talent they're, as they're... they roll out a lineup of Cameron Payne, Cash Considerations, David Nwaba, and Cristiano Felicio, and the refs are going, guys, that's only three players, and they're like, hmm. they're throwing bags of money out. Is there. it three players or is it five? They're like, guys, Denzel Valentine barely counts. He does. He does. I'm. Uh, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. Who's who, who's having the worst season, in your opinion? But b- between the Suns and the Hawks, uh, mm. uh, I would. You, ha- you, no, you got to pick one yeah, right if now. I, if I had to pick, I, w- I would say Atlanta, just okay. because of how how much the bottoms just kind of dropped out from them. As, as you've mentioned before, they are the perennial, you know four to six seed in the playoffs for almost a decade yeah and now they're they're just gutter trash outside of their twitter account i don't i don't think they have any plan either there's like there's really no true building blocks on that team at all no i mean schroeder's been fine yeah he's fine but fine fine ain't gonna gonna get you anything you know yeah but when but when he was backing up jeff teague that team was was fantastic. He was great coming off the bench. Sure. Not to say he's not a starting caliber point guard. I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't I wouldn't want to have him start on a bunch of 
of better teams. But right. you know, I mean, I I could see him. You know, I you know, I could see him playing for you know the Pacers or the Bucks, you know, or a team like that, and and being you know relevant, but. Man, they're just they're just bad right now. It's I, sad. I think partially there's a reason why. I mean, you even kind of see with with Cuban saying we're not planning to tank next year, but this is kind of right now we need to. You see that with Atlanta. You're going to see it with Chicago. I think you're going to see it with Phoenix. And Phoenix, the reason I went with Atlanta over Phoenix is just because after the coaching change, they have the right coach now. I think they have the right play style. They just have all the wrong players for it, minus Devin Booker. But I think this is the first draft in a while where I think there's multiple cornerstone, like potential cornerstone franchise players that are going to be available in the top five between, you know, Begley, uh, Aiton, uh, Luka Doncic, 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 uh, sure. and yeah. Uh, and Michael Porter. And I, I think any one of those guys are going to be good enough to turn around, you know, or help at least your Atlanta's, your Orlando's. Uh, <clears throat> I, Yes, this is me being somewhat biased as as a longtime fan, but I think Chicago is in the best situation if if they end yeah. up with the number one pick because I I think they finally are getting the right players for the style, especially with how Markinen's turned out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if we have to pick between Atlanta and Phoenix, I think Atlanta's Atlanta's got it worse because I think they're probably in need of a new coach, a new style. I think there's there's too much to reboot. In Atlanta, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, the, there's no, there's nothing on that team that I would I would keep at all. There's nothing that 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 screams building blocks. I mean, Chicago they lucked out with Larry Mar- Larry Markin sure. because I mean we, we you know we went through that. I mean, it was we, <laughs> we, we go we, through it every week, <laughs> every week. You know, and and you know I think he's going to get better. He's kind of in a shooting slump right now, but I think he's also I I almost feel like. Like, Garpax took him aside, and they were like, you know, maybe you shouldn't make so many threes. You're too flashy. You're, you're too flashy. You know, maybe maybe throw a few dunks down on some guys, but... Maybe get dunked on by Jared maybe, Allen. Maybe get dunked on pretty hard. Just don't show off too much, Just, okay? We're gonna play Brooklyn, take the piss. Exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I mean, there's there's rumors that have been floating around today, because I, I subscribe to a bunch of... Really crappy rumor feeds, as on, one does, as uh, for Chicago sports in general. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of talk of them. I think they said Marvin Bagley. Bagley was the the guy that they're looking at. I'm not surprised. Just Garpax's history with loving, you know, high end college attendees. Well, maybe, it was, maybe it was Michael Porter. It was one I, of the I could two. See, uh, yeah, I think if I think if it was it's Michael Porter, Porter. if it's I think Porter, it's Porter, we read the same thing because Porter. If you look at his Instagram stories, he's almost always wearing a Bulls beanie. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's pretty I, yeah, clear where he wants to go. Yeah, and he's a six ten small forward. So, and they they don't really you know have a small forward right now. I want DeAndre Ayton more than anything. I I know, and I I I just don't I don't see them drafting him. I don't know. Maybe they will. I mean, they're we don't know what they're going to do in the draft anymore. Sure. There's there's no rhyme or reason. Anything that they do, they just. They just throw a dart at a board. But at this point, outside of of marketing, I would think if you end up in the top five, arguably the top eight, almost anyone that's available in that spot is going to be an upgrade at a starting position than anything else they're putting out there Yeah, currently. And I think the same could be said for almost all of the teams I rattled off between, you know, Brooklyn, Orlando, which just, good Lord, 
talk about starting strong and it not being a race, it being a marathon. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, Dallas is kind of getting there. Uh, they, they've seemed, I mean, they've kind of had, uh, was it Powell? Norman Powell? Yes. That has kind of emerged. Uh, yeah, Powell's been great the last couple games. Yeah, and you know Sacramento. I, I want I want Sacramento to be good so bad, but uh, we all do. We all do. We've been saying it for years. I know. It's like this is the year that Demarcus Cousins is going to get to the Kings. Oh, they traded him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he got hurt. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, you know I I don't know. It's going to be I don't. There's a lot of bad basketball on right now. Yes, because However, about how, 13 teams of the 30 are bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, 16 I mean, of the remaining 17 are in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, this is the last year um, that they're going to have the traditional draft lottery, correct? Yeah. Okay, so, so this is this is the last chance to really, really tank it out. Right. And, uh, and I... You know, I'm glad that you know there's a few teams that are going to get a good shot at that. Uh, the oh Hawks, yeah, Hawks really need a good player, but I don't want I don't care about them at all. Yeah. So I don't I don't know anybody who's like, man, I love the Hawks. You just you just you just never hear anybody talk about the Hawks. It's because man. we live very far away from Atlanta and just, surrounding metropolitan areas. Yeah, but I mean, you never see people wearing Hawks gear or anything anywhere you go. I mean, it's just so weird. I went to the Atlanta airport, but uh, and there's there's no Hawks gear there. I went through like four shops. It's just Braves, (laughs) Falcons. Well, around what time did you go? This was well. This was like I've been twice. I went once uh, five years, uh, maybe no, five or six years ago. I went. Okay. uh, In in February or, or March. There was nothing at the then, at the height of of baseball season on the cusp Mark, of its beginning. On the cusp, of, yeah, still, hey. it's still it's still the. Hey. It, this was when the Hawks were in the playoffs, though. Mm, okay, so it's like I mean, no gear anywhere you could find in that airport. It's just it's very strange. I I don't know. I think I don't even think Atlanta knows they have a team. <laughs> well, I mean, they are the they, no no offense to anyone in Atlanta that's listening, but uh, they are the city that built a new football stadium to have a Chick fil A in it. <laughs> So, sole reason. Well, I mean, it's a little weird that you you'd put a Chick Fil A in a stadium that's only open on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, that is that is that is funny. There's some irony there. There, there's definitely some very sad irony in there. <laughs> but uh, Adam Silver, this is from the same Bleacher Report article. I uh, this is you can find it. It's uh, Adam Silver warns teams about tanking. Says NBA will closely monitor their play. Unironically written by Tim Daniels. Uh, not to be confused with our Tim. This is a different Tim. But okay. uh, Adam Silver's official stance, uh, he sent a memo to teams last week stating the league is going to, quote, monitor closely the play of all teams during the remainder of the season, end quote, to ensure there's no blatant tanking. So uh, Sam Amick of USA Today provided the details of the letter, which discussed the importance of every organization trying to win each game, stating the memo said, quote, the integrity of the competition on the playing court is the cornerstone of our league. It is our pact with the fans and with each other. The fundamental reason we exist as a preeminent sporting organization, the very product that we sell. With everything else changing around us, it is the one thing in our league that can never change. We must do everything in our power to protect the actual and perceived integrity of the game, end quote. Yeah. I mean, he, he can say whatever. What are they going to do? Are they going to find 13 teams at the end of the season? I what mean, Cuban do? already got hammered. 
I, I, I well, see, they hammered Cuban because he can he can take it. Uh, Silver explained in the memo, a rebuilding effort is a, quote, legitimate strategy to construct a successful team within the confines of the league rules, but outright tanking has no place in our game. You know, there are there are teams that have outright tanked. Yes. Okay, the Philadelphia 76ers did. The, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers did the year before they got LeBron. The Boston Celtics did a couple years ago mm-hmm. with Doc Rivers. So it's like... Before they ended up, you know, winning their titles. So, I mean, teams teams do that kind of thing. Sure. You know, but you got to be you got to be smart about it. You know, I mean, at least Chicago was like, well, we're going to evaluate talent. We're going to bench Robin Lopez. Yeah. We're going to, you know, so I'll, I'll give them a little bit of um, and of the evaluating talent thing. It's there. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's a market for it. You know, there's a rhyme and a reason, and it makes sense and it's believable. But it's also like you're not you're 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 not being coy like we know what you're doing oh yeah i mean i mean everybody knows what they're doing but you know it's it's funny because there there were several stretches earlier in the season where they weren't playing terrible but it was because they had those veterans in the game mm-hmm. you know you know that were really contributing so it's like you know i i don't know if this really makes the team better in any sure. circumstance from playing you know cuz Dunn and and Levine I mean, they played very well together. Same thing with Laurie Markkinen, but, you know. Uh, so to, just going a step further, <clears throat> you, yes. you asked, you know, like, how are they going to know? So Silver's quote extends to, if we ever received evidence that players or coaches were attempting to lose or otherwise taking steps to cause any game to result otherwise than on its competitive merits, the conduct would be met with the swiftest and harshest response possible from the league office. Uh then the the article from Tim here on Bleach Report closes with the bottom five teams in the standings. Memphis, Orlando, Sacramento, Atlanta, and Phoenix have combined to lose their last 35 games in what seems like an intense race to the bottom. <laughs> so the the tank is strong, at least through five teams, as they've lost a combined 35 straight. Well, I mean, this is going to be, you know... The tournament's going to be very interesting to watch this year. Sure. Like you said, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen some clips of some players and stuff. I haven't very, I haven't really, I'll be honest, I haven't followed college basketball that closely except for the NKU games that I've covered. Sure. And it doesn't help so, when a player like Michael Porter goes down, you know, two or eight minutes into the first game of the season is just now getting cleared to come back eventually. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I, I, I really want to see what some of these guys can do during the tournament, you know, and, and see if they're the real deal. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm always I'm always skeptical about a draft class unless there's a lot of hype and there's just, I don't know. And you always have the propensity to have, like, your Tyrus Thomas-type talent that's just going to come out of nowhere and emerge in the last three rounds of the tournament and carry their team to the finals or something, then everybody's oh. going to want to get their hands yeah. on that guy, and that throws the whole you know, yeah. spectrum yeah. of the draft there's, off. There, there's, there's almost a guy every year that does that, you know, and, and then, you know, he gets drafted too high and, you know, chaos ensues. Or so, your team uses the number one pick on Anthony Bennett. Yeah, you could do that too. Very good choice, by the way. Oh, turned out great. Turned out really good. He's still playing, right? I don't uh Maybe in like G League. He got traded in the G League, didn't he? I think so. Because I was really taken aback the G League does trades. Yeah, that's, I think, I think that was him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. uh moving on from Tank Town here. The inverse of this as 
so commonly happens after the tra- after the trade deadline and after you know the All Star game and everything like that. The better teams, the ones that aren't racing to the bottom or racing to the top through the waiver wire, uh, which has already begun, as Philadelphia has waived Trevor Booker to make room for Ursan Ilyasova. And Trevor Booker is signing a minimum deal with the Pacers for the remainder of the season. New Orleans, or sorry, Charlotte, has signed Okafor to the rest of the season. Not that it's going to make a huge difference, but he has gotten more blocks in like the five games he's played than Jaja Petrulia has all season. That's just a fun fact. Uh, and then Corey Brewer, I think, was just waived by the Lakers. Yes. Yes, Mr. Brewer has has been has been waived by the Lakers. So So it's a slow start to to waiver season. But well, uh and, until until midnight tonight, uh you know, Joakim Noah could finally get waived. Oh my god. So have that buyout so he could join the Warriors <laughs> or the Wolves. <laughs> or the Wolves. Yeah, I I don't know. I I am surprised Derrick Rose has not been picked up yet. I am not. Really? You... I am not. I no. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah. I was kind of half expecting, like, I don't know. I was I was getting ready to say Utah, but I'm like, that's how he got in this mess. There was there was a video that emerged of him the other day shooting, uh, putting up shots at like Illinois State by himself in an empty gym, <sighs> and they were like, "This is the bottom of the barrel for for Derrick Rose." <laughs> it's definitely not great. Yeah, I I think he's done. And I, I would, if I was a team, I would stray away from him because the the stuff that he's pulled, you know, not showing up to games, sure. two two in the la- within a year, uh, for different teams. I don't, you know, I just I wouldn't even take a chance on him. I mean, he played okay for the Cavs. Uh, it's at a few points during the season, but he's not a difference maker. What's no. the point? What's I mean, the point? If you can get him at like a league minimum deal, at you know, like I don't know, not like indie, but. I- I think he'd have to pay me first. I think I think I think I think that's the only way I'd, I'd take it. He'd have to pay me. I mean, like if if say a team like Portland picked him up, or like Oklahoma City picked him up, or New Orleans picked him up on like not New Orleans, but uh, or like Denver, you know, picked him up on a league minimum deal. They're like, hey, you're our backups backup. This is just kind of where it's at right now. Uh, if things go wrong, we have you. But uh, if you disappear, you're also not a liability. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I, I I just think he's done. So Milwaukee backing up Brogdon or something. Yeah, I I mean, if someone wanted to take a chance on him, I get it. But I, you know, I I wouldn't do it. I mean, I <laughs> he's rubbed me the wrong way sure. for the past two years. So I I don't I don't have any faith that he would he would help any team in any capacity in the playoffs this year. His 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 star has definitely fallen. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's 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 definitely one of the saddest stories ever. <laughs> As I've said many, many times over, it will make it a very exciting 30 for 30 when it finally gets made and airs. I, I don't even know if it'll be that exciting, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> are they going to talk about the rise for 10 minutes and then just talk about the fall for the next, like, 50? Kinda. <laughs> That's what everybody wants, right? I guess. Everybody loves when famous people fail. I, yeah, I guess. You know? I, I, don't, I don't really want to see that. I'm... I mean, it's I don't. Sad. Yeah, it's sad, but it's it's a compelling story, to say the least. But uh, so, are there is there anybody that's on your radar? Because like, like I said, we're still kind of early in the, in the waiver time. But is there anybody on your radar, or who do you think is going to be the most active heading into uh, these last twenty some odd games? 
in terms of signing waiver wire t- uh, players. Yeah. Um, I would probably. I mean, Boston ended up getting Greg Monroe. Yeah. So uh, that was. I mean, th- that was huge from his buyout. So I think. I think that. I think that's still going to be the most. Uh, out of any team, I think I think that's going to be the most definitive one, don't you think? I, yeah, I mean, arguably, as long as he can stay healthy and like put up some, you know, level of contribution, uh, yeah, for sure. But I, I yeah. could see, you know, Oklahoma City picking someone up because they're also in that that realm of right now they're the seven seed, but they're two games out of the third seed, uh, which is still insane to me. Uh, I think New Orleans, someone from like Portland. Uh, I think San Antonio is going to be fine. I'm not too worried about them. Uh, I could see Miami picking somebody up outside Dwayne Wade, who has clearly taken the team back over as his team. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think we'll see like a Toronto or a Golden State be terribly active i'd say golden state more than toronto because when we've already seen houston pick up joe johnson uh which has kind of relegated gerald green back to the uh the end of the end of the pine there but i don't know it's going to be interesting because the the races are tight with the one and the two seeds but it starts to kind of open up a little bit more each conference but uh i think it's gonna be the more middle of the road teams trying to get that last last hurdle to get in there i'd like to see portland do some stuff just to kind of contingent on who's available and I I think Minnesota could probably warrant to pick somebody else up in in light of Jimmy Butler's absence. Yeah, I think I think the Timberwolves are probably one of the most uh they're probably going to be one of the most active ones to uh to pick someone up. Sure. Um Joakim Noah obviously a he, he could go there just because of his history with Tibbs, but some other guys who could possibly be waived. Uh, Vince Carter, we could see that happening. Um, he's on a losing team right now. I mean, he can still play. Uh, Tim, Zach Randolph. Tim can finally get his dream of Vince Carter on the Cavs. Yeah. Alongside yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Um, some other players. Uh, Channing Fry might be someone. Mm. Uh, and, and one of my favorite uh, video game players who's just kind of solid all around, Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah, yeah, he's get, he's not thrilled. He's not thrilled, and I could see someone picking him up and him him sticking it to the wolves. So, uh, you know, some of the things... It, it's interesting, some of the some of the players that are listed on, on some of these websites of players that could get picked up. Yeah. One of them is Isaiah Thomas. Oh, Lord. And, and I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, at all. I it's think that's, no. Isaiah that's, Thomas is fine. No, he's he's not going anywhere. No, he's fine. It's I feel he's, I feel bad for him. Fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He'll be someplace starting on a team next year. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be L.A. San Antonio. San Antonio. God, yes. You you. <laughs> see, now you put that in my brain, <laughs> and now I'm not going to be able to get it out. I'm like, you know what? That that actually works. That's good. I like that. Uh, I wish Tim was here just so I could hear him sweat. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have we'll have more to come in waiver news, I'm sure, in, in the in the coming weeks of the show. So as it as it approaches the sunset as we shudder this episode, let let's move on to our, our final topic of, of the of the week, which is uh our, our typical impressed, depressed and I feel like we're kind of on the same page with our impressed. Yeah. Uh, 
mine mine's more all-encompassing mine's more of a broader brush of the state of the nba big man i have been dying for the big man resurgence in the nba for a very long time and i think we're finally there uh just, just kind of working from the bottom up here. Clint Capella's kind of like picking up where he's left off last season all year. That He has been a seminal piece of that Rockets franchise, uh, I think, going forward. I don't think he's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, even like he could, yeah, I mean, like that dude, that dude's a lock, I think, at the Rockets. I, did he sign an extension already? I get no, confused. He, he he has not. Okay. Uh, then you've got Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota who has been absolutely dynamite for for Tibbs. He's been he has been exactly what he should have been. He, I think he's got the right coach, he's got the right surrounding players. That dude is stepping his game up. Uh I think he's at the bottom rung of an MVP race. If he did like a top 10, he's 8, 9 or 10, I'd say. Uh third one I want to hit on is Nikola Jokic who just came two assists shy from having four straight triple doubles. Uh, so in the in the world of the power forward and center playing as as a point guard, I I mean, Jesus, dude is the best passing big man I've seen since Prime Noah. Uh, you've got what Embiid's doing, and then finally, good lord, the eater of brows, Anthony Davis. Since being called uh un- or overrated by Skip Bayless, that dude has put up thirty plus points in the. 40s and the 50s and the high 50s uh just otherworldly talent right now and granted yes he was my pick for mvp and i think if new orleans was just a hair better he'd get it uh but jesus christ anthony davis Pel- man Pelican- pelicans are rolling right they now, are great one six in a row they're just totally rolling and uh i fully expect them to be in the playoffs and gosh i wish they had boogie I know, God. I know. Man, that would have been that would have been so fun. That would have been so fun. But you know, finally, because he hasn't, Cousins hasn't been to a playoff series yet, correct? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, this would have been it, and he's he's missing it again. He's just yep. Maybe maybe he's just that guy. <laughs> he's 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 the curse. Yeah, he's got to be. But uh, another thing, going back just to Capella, uh, when Paul Harden and Capella have all played a game together, Houston's only lost once. Uh, Denver has been on a tear largely because of Jokic's performance recently. It's it's really great to see. I, I think in in the era of of stop and pops and three point shoots, three point shoots, three point shots, uh, kind of being what's what's relegated and dominated what we see and kind of what the league's been becoming known for. Uh, it's really great to see the resurgence of the great NBA, you know, seven footer or six ten guy, seven feet in shoes, you know, kind of just running amok especially i mean it's all in the west except for Embiid. yeah you're right on all, all of those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so what's what's making you sad oh god let's uh that's a good question i mean that bulls nets game that, uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a game. There was, there was a minute and a half sequence where the ball's just like i don't want to touch the rim <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> oh god let me let me take a look here Let's see what's what's getting me down i mean <sighs> you know I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you who's yeah getting me down yeah right you, now. you you go ahead i'll go ahead you figure it out i'm gonna go with the thunder okay that's fair uh they they've kind of dropped a little bit 
over the last couple weeks. Well, drop and, in that they're in the seventh seed, but three games out of the third seed. Yeah, it, it, that's true. That's true. But the the ra- the playoff race is getting really tight right now. Yes, as we as we said earlier. And I mean, we got the Jazz right on the outskirts. They could very well make it. Um, you know, so same thing with the Nuggets. So I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have every. I mean, don't they're going to make the playoffs? And I really hope they get the eight seed, just so they can play the Rockets in the first mm. round. You want it, mm. don't you? I do want it. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. I want that. How how and how great are the Rockets this year? God, I again, I said Rockets in five. Rockets in five. Rockets in five. I. I hope so, man. I mean, someone make me a shirt. I will. I will pay for a PO box if you make me a Rockets and Five shirt and ship it to me. It is. It has been. It's been twenty three years since they won a title. Yeah, and it was just because Michael the greatest Jordan player play. ever retired. But you know, I, I think it's great for. I, I I'm rooting for them. I'm going to be rooting for them through the entire playoffs. Yeah. And uh, if uh, you know, you were you're very convinced about Clint Capella being re-signed. Mm-hmm. But do you think that they might hold off on him just so they can try to run after LeBron? Uh, I don't think they need LeBron. Yeah, I, but, I know you. I know you're. But, Le, but but LeBron may need the Rockets. Oh my God! How are we doing this? <laughs> so, also before 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 we go off on on LeBrockets here, uh, congratulations, LeBron James, first player ever, thirty thousand points, eight thousand rebounds, eight thousand assists. Uh, that that wow. that is worth mentioning. Uh, it is. But no, man, I don't. I think Houston is Houston is fine. I think this year, if they go and they live out my my prediction of Rockets in five. And okay. my sub prediction of it won't even be close. I think they're not going to need it. I think they're going to have what they need because Capella plays such a great role for them. Yes, I could see them just being like, mm, "Thanks, but no thanks." You're in Cleveland now because of a sign and trade or something. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know, man. I think the pieces are already there in Houston, and yeah, upgrades are great, but. Tangentially, uh, your Oklahoma City lit lit me up for my depressed one, man. Carmelo Anthony's just a husk of himself, but moving on. Uh, <laughs> he is, he is. Blah. He'll, blah. he'll be... Yeah, I, I don't really... And originally, I, I kind of saw him, you know, reuniting with Team Banana Boat, but, you know, Dwayne Wade... Steve Wade's been, Francis, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a... that's You, you made that analogy earlier. In the I have. Season, and, and, and you're true. It's very true. Dude's, dude's just dropping, man. He, he is. Eventually, he's, he's going to disappear and become a barber or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's really happy and and um, he's, he's playing fourth fiddle. Yeah, he, well, he's yeah, less. He's in, not used to that. He's less important than Stephen Adams. That's true. He Stephen is. Adams is averaging five offensive rebounds a game, but not ten rebounds a game. It's it, and it's like the first player that's ever done that. Yes, it's, it's wild. a lot of firsts this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it's – I think Houston's going to be one of those things where Houston is fine. Uh, to And I 
I don't see, yes, would Paul and LeBron and James Harden on a team be just pure basketball sex? Yes. But I also think that does way more damage to the league than it's worth. And I I don't know. I I can see it happening. I don't want to see it happening because... And in the scope of everything, I, I've said it before. I want. I actually, you know, I'm going to make a Houston is fine shirt. <laughs> I'm just going to make a shirt that just says Houston is fine, and that's going to be it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a really popular, you know, prognostication to make. I, yes, I don't yes. think it's wildly necessary, but I'm wrong a lot. So probably that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but. I think nothing would be a greater sign and beacon of hope than if it were to come out to be like, Clint Capella signs a five-year contract extension that Houston believes that Houston is fine. Yes, it would. But I don't think they sign him to an extension until later. I know. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I just I just want it. I know. I, I, I mean, I, I see him staying. I see him staying. Sure. So... All right. I'm um, I'm glad that you can look into your your crystal ball and see him staying. Yeah. Yes. He's not going anywhere. No, of course not. That's what we always say. But what we always say too is this has been 48 minutes of does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes, go to 48minutesnetwork.com where you can check out all the goodies and fun things we have waiting for you there. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If this is not your first time listening, thank you still because you help keep these mics on each and every week. If you haven't already, like us on iTunes, write us a review, subscribe to us. I don't like, subscribe, share. I don't, what all, what are all those? What does that even mean? But until next week, thank you, Sean. Tim, have fun covering Providence and Xavier. And as always, heel Hayward, Houston is fine. <laughs>